Welcome to the build-up on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. Please bet responsibly. Visit dunlui.net for further information. Hello and welcome to the build-up on Balls.ie, our show in association with Labrooks, where we get you built up to the sporting weekend. And what a massive sporting weekend it is. This is a US Masters special in November weirdly enough, but it is the US Masters. We're going to be looking ahead and we're going to do so in the company of Mike Bailey, US golf journalist. Mike, thanks so much for joining us. Mike, we had to have you on again because the last time you were with us was ahead of the US Open. Uh, I think you gave us four picks. One of them was Bryson DeChambeau, who was a 22 to one winner. And one of them was Matthew Wolf, who uh, came second at 50 to one. So not much pressure on you this week, Mike. No, I, because there's no way I'm doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, look, you know, maybe maybe not, but at least uh, we're, we're in the company of somebody who definitely knows more uh, ab- about this situation than me. But before we kind of get into sort of the picks again um, for, for this week's show, Mike, you know, it's something, uh, the Masters kind of in November, the weird sporting calendar in general this year, it's sometimes... I kind of forgot how special this week is going to be until I saw a tweet from the uh, Irish amateur who's playing over there this week, James Sugru, who won the, the British Open, uh, British Amateur Open last year and has been waiting so long for this because it's delayed to fulfill right. his dream and play the Masters. And he just tweeted himself driving down Magnolia Lane. And suddenly I was like, wow, no matter when it's been played or whether there's galleries or not, the Masters is the Masters and there's really nothing quite like it. Yeah, I, I can't imagine waiting that long. And and then getting this opportunity, you're right. It's I mean, it's I mean, this got to be super special, even without the fans. And you know, it's still Augusta National. It's still that course. It's still that beautiful. It's still that green. You know, it's uh, especially if it's the first time you you've played in the tournament or the first time you've even played the course. Um, you know, it's got to be tremendous. From a golf point of view, how much should we be expecting a different? It, it is the the great thing about Augusta. The great thing about the Masters is we all know the course, and you know we right. the U.S. Open course every fifteen or twenty years. But in Augusta, we know what's coming up on the thirteenth. We know your your you know we know your your par five back nine chances, etc. But we do know it in April. Do you think Augusta, Georgia, in uh, November versus April is going to um, make a very different golf course, or should it be all? Pretty pretty similar. I I don't know if it's going to be very different, but it's it's got to be different. I mean, it's it's been sitting there all summer with different grass on it. Uh, the Bermuda is still growing, so now you have an overseeded golf course basically with the Bermuda stand underneath. So that's going to create a little different lie and a little different run out probably. Um, but you know, it's still it's still rye and bent and 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 it's you know the, pretty much the same conditions. I think the big factor this week is going to be the weather. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when you have it in the spring and you get rain, uh, it's a lot cooler usually. And if you get the rain, those are cold fronts coming in. This week, it's, it looks to be pretty warm, but it looks like it's going to be a good bit of rain and maybe thunderstorms and and there could be some delays and the course could be awfully wet. So who knows how it's going to really play. And, you know, just being a different time of the year and that that these golfers have played – so many events going into this and you know for a lot of golfers the masters is the start of the golf season and here it is at the end of the golf season so uh it's definitely a different vibe not just from the fact that that there are no fans at the tournament but um you know from where where it is in the year but 
you know, that kind of makes it really special too. I mean, it's, mm. I feel like this is a bonus. It's like uh, getting one of those, yeah. getting one of those, uh, those events right before Thanksgiving here in the U S and, you know, except this is a major tournament. Pretty cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. It does kind of feel like a bonus on the calendar and it's, it's, yeah. it's funny. It's so long. You mentioned the thunderstorms there and it brought me back to kind of last year, but again, it's so long ago. It's like 18 months ago since, you know, the, it obviously finished all early and it was great for people in this part of the world. I didn't have to stay up late to watch Tiger um, win, but it actually, it made me think actually, as you were kind of answering there, do you have a kind of a favorite master's memory? I was looking through the odds and you see guys that are on, you know, the, the likes of um, the likes of uh, Freddie Couples and Bernard Langer and Sandy Lyle and all these guys that are still playing. And it's a great kind of tradition of the Masters. Yeah. Do you have one that sticks out to you in your head as, as kind of one that you, your favorite oh, one? I have several, but I mean, if I had to pick the, my very favorite, it's got to be Nicholas winning in 86. That's really when I kind of started becoming a golf nut and getting into golf. And when I started covering golf, I wasn't at that Masters, but but watching it on TV and seeing him do that at age 46 was just incredible, um, and the way it happened. Uh, but Ben Crenshaw's victory when his longtime uh, you know mentor died, and and he seemed to be buoyed by that, and perhaps even uh, felt like he had Harvey Penick there for him to to inspire him to that win. That was that was amazing. Um, and there's been so many, you know the the Greg Norman collapses were, were painful to watch, but they were certainly memorable. But, uh, you know, I, 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 it's almost like, and Tigers win last year, really. I mean, mm. that came kind of out of nowhere. And if, um, you know, we're all kind of writing him off this year, but I wouldn't be totally shocked if suddenly he, he played well and was right there. After all, he's, he knows how to win at Augusta, doesn't he? He has more knowledge and more comfort level there than any player in the field. Yeah, absolutely. And it does seem like it's always been a course that somebody who has a good record there can play on and on and maybe age isn't as much of a factor as it is in, in certain places. But, yeah. you know, what about this week, though? Um, it's a very different situation than when we were talking to you last ahead of the US Open because we had the PGA, then we had the FedEx Cup and it was all building towards the US Open, but it was big tournament after big tournament after big tournament. Right. Now we've had a lull. A guy's got in a couple of weeks ago. Some some played the Houston Open last week, but there hasn't. They've been warm ups for the Masters. They haven't been big tournaments in themselves. So our form line is very different going into this than it was going into the U.S. Open. Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's completely different. Um, and I don't think you could put much stock into who played in Houston and how well they did. Uh, you can put a little stock into that. I mean, I I think I'm encouraged by Dustin Johnson showing. Mm. You know him being out with COVID and all. Uh, but I wouldn't discount Bryson DeChambeau at all in this tournament because he hasn't played in a while. Um, in fact, you know, him going to Augusta and and playing some practice rounds was probably the best thing that he can do. And he he always talks about anyway that his best preparation isn't playing golf, but his, pre- you know, his practice and his practice rounds and what he does in those. And then, you know, we saw this week apparently with Bryson uh, – you know, I guess he played a practice round with Sandy Lyle and Sandy was telling, uh, I think the golf channel that uh, he was, you know, he coming in with sand wedges and seven irons into the par fives <laughs> and just ridiculous, ridiculous uh, drives. And, um, you know, if he's able to control his ball flight again, um, you know, it's him versus the field really. But um, 
you know, I would I would probably take the field at this point. I mean, it's just it's a little more wide open than the U.S. Open, I believe. Sure, yeah. So, like, I mean, Deshambo is um, fifteen to two with Ladbrokes here, and a, a clear favorite, you know. Um, right. And I suppose he, we knew what he was capable of heading into the U.S. Open, but I suppose when you go and do that so convincingly at a major, you are taking that next step and you are making people look at you. But if you look behind him in the betting, you've got the usual suspects of twenty twenty. Really, you've got DJ you mentioned at nine to one. You've got John Ram nine to one. Justin Thomas is eleven. Rory. Still looking for that career Grand Slam at 12 to 1. But I'd say Rory's form, you would have to say, you don't know what will happen on a given week. But he's not, he's so high up in the betting on reputation alone rather than form at this stage, isn't he? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's true. I don't think we'd be shocked if, if Rory had a great week, um, you know, especially if it, if it, there's a lot of rain um, because he does have the kind of length and, and that is a golf course that will favor the long hitters, but if, if the course is really wet and soft, um, you know, it favors them even more. So, um, you know, he, he would have a good shot there and he's had good showings at Augusta. Mm. Um, so he's had his chances, um, you know, and he's still, a he's still in the prime of his career, obviously. So, um, you know, anything could happen. Uh, and, and it wouldn't shock me at all if, if he turned it on this week, but you know, he's get off to a good start get into the mix of things, get really focused. It'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Who are you looking at then um, as, as kind of the main contender, Mike? Because, again, we're not going to hold that Bryson DeChambeau win uh, against you forever. No, no major expectations, but who am I putting my 25 cents each way on this week? Uh, yeah. <laughs> if I'm going with you. Yeah, there's, there, I think there's a lot of lot of good players that, that can show up to this thing. And, and uh, you know, among the, among the top players uh, this week um, – you know, kind of like Justin Thomas. Mm. Uh, you know, we, he he faded away in the uh, in the U.S. Open, but uh, you know, we forget that uh, the first two rounds he was leading and looked like he might run away with it, and and you know, then you know, have such a good third round and finish. But uh, you know, he's certainly capable of putting putting together four good rounds at Augusta and has had some uh, good runs there. And uh, I think uh, you know anybody in those. Obviously, in those top ten or fifteen um, are worth taking a look at. Uh, you've got, um, oh, I, you know, Colin Morikawa, who won mm. the PGA. Uh, I think he could certainly do well there. And and uh, um, you know, John Rahm, as you mentioned, uh, he had a disappointing finish at the U.S. Open, but he was right there for much of that tournament, and and he's still playing really good golf. So I don't think it would surprise me as well. Um, I I kind of like. Uh, Tyrell Hatton too. He's an interesting story with the hoodies and all. And um, <laughs> you know, if he can uh, if he can hold it together, I think this is a this is certainly an event he can make some noise in. And, and let's not forget about Brooks Kepka. Sure. Um, now you know he had a pretty good solid tournament last week here in Houston, where I live. And by the way, Memorial Park is my home course. Um, uh, but uh, at the same time, it's interesting that you know. The Houston Open used to be the kind of the warm-up round for the for Augusta National. It just turned out that, you know, this year with, with the changes in the schedule and and that tournament moving to the late fall, that it was again. But I don't think uh, Memorial Park is 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 as much of a preview to Augusta National. All really, the conditions are completely different. So I wouldn't read too much into that, except for the fact that I thought. Uh, you know, I thought that uh, uh, that that he he played pretty well. I thought mm. that uh, 
you know, Brooks had a had a good solid tournament. It's almost like you don't really want to win going into Augusta the previous week because I don't think it's happened very often where you've had back to back winners, uh, if at all. Although I think maybe uh, uh, Lefty won uh, a few years back when he won the week before in Houston, but uh, it, it you know they usually don't follow that form. So, uh, but Brooks is certainly capable of doing well there as well. Although I didn't pick him and. And Matthew Wolf, who finished second, like we talked yeah. about, um, you know, I think he could have a good showing as well. So we'll see. Sure, for someone like Kupka, I suppose it's it's not so much whether it was uh, everybody else. It's it, you can throw form out the window, but for him, we just want to see that he's back in some kind of ball hitting form and he looks like himself again. But some of those are very interesting. Mike, I have to say, Justin Thomas is eleven to one. Kupka himself is sixteen. As he said, he's not one of your. Uh, one of your direct picks, uh, Hatton, 28, uh, Marakawa, the PGA champion, 33, and Matt Wolf as well. He's down to, to 33 to 1 after his brilliant um, display in the US Open. Just before we go, we've had a couple of co- uh, um, uh, comments in. One asking about Shane Lowry and what you think of him. He's the <laughs> the, the longest reigning uh, British Open champion now, I think, since Podrick Harrington, maybe, when he went back to back. And, but uh, yeah. obviously, there was no Open this year. But um, his form hasn't been great either, Shane's. Yeah, it hasn't been, but he did play pretty well last week. Again, I don't mm. think Memorial Park is, you know, is is great practice for for Augusta National, but it was a tough golf course. I'll, I'll, I'll say that, and having played it, I can tell you that it's tough, and you have to have a good short game there. Um, you know, he's he's kind of at a loss why he hasn't done better there, but who knows? Maybe this is the year for him, and um, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a little Irish in me as well. So, um, I'll be rooting for him. I, I would, I'm, I'm going to be very curious. I'm going to follow him, see how he does. I certainly has the skills to do well there. I don't know if he can win, but, uh, you know, let's, let's see how well he does. The other thing then that was just, there was a couple of questions about a few different ones of these guys. I'll throw it all into one was like taking out the ex champions that maybe are, you know, 30 years past their prime, the, the likes of, uh, Sandy Lyle and Freddie Couples and all these guys. <laughs> there are a couple of kind of ex champions like that are way down the betting in terms of like Zach Johnson, 150 to one, Danny Willett, 175 to one. In so much as what we were talking about earlier in that, like this is often not a form course or a length or youth course, you, you, you know, you can have your Augusta form almost separate to the rest of your, mm-hmm. your form. Those guys, um, well, Zach Johnson for me in particular, just kind of sticks out as somebody that you never know when you're going to get a Zach Johnson week. Yeah, that, that's absolutely true. And, and we've had plenty of years where guys like Fred couples have been there after two mm-hmm. or three rounds and even Bernhard Langer, you know, you're, yeah. you're like in the third round and you, you look at the leaderboard and Langer's like, five off the lead and you're thinking, could it be? And of course we remember Tom Watson a few years ago at, at the open sure, um, had his chance. So I wouldn't, I would never rule that out except for, you know, they've lengthened that course and lengthened it and tiger proofed it. And now they're probably going to Bryson DeChambeau proof it, <laughs> <laughs> um, especially at maybe after this week, if he goes on to win uh, and cuts corners all over the place. Um, but uh, you, you do have to have – I do believe you have to have some length. And I've attended that tournament uh, several times, and I've seen some of those ex-champions that will be in their 50s or 60 years old. And, you know, there, there's holes they can't even reach. Sure. Uh, I'm not saying Fred Couples can. I mean, he's still pretty long. Um, but, you know, a lot of those guys have to – you know, and, and I would put Zach Johnson probably almost in that category right now that there, there's some holes there that, he, you know – he may reach him, but he's coming in with fairway woods or, 
you know, certainly hybrids and, and, and not the kind of clubs that the, you know, those long hitters are, are enjoying, they're not, not hitting short irons into, into any of those holes. Uh, so, you know, those guys are such an outside shot, but Hey, you never know because it really does come down to how well you putt and how good your short game is in the end. And I think, you know, going back to Bryson, I, I think that was the thing that impressed me most about the U S open. It was, well, it was impressive to see him hit a 350 yard drive right in the very center of the fairway. But, um, you know, he was very good around the greens and he was very good with the putter. And I don't think he gets enough credit for that. So, uh, I think he's like 11th and strokes gain putting on the tour, which is, you know, to go along with his long game yeah. is a pretty deadly combination. Absolutely. Well, it's going to be a fascinating weekend. I can't wait for it. I mean, George is the center of the universe, it seems like yeah. at the moment, and it's only going to, it's only going to continue to be so uh, uh, this weekend for a different reason, I think, this time. But, um, Mike, I hope you enjoy the uh, Masters. It's, uh, it's, again, unbelievable to have it in November. Thanks a million for joining us, and thanks for listening um, to the build-up this week. We will be back later in the week with a uh, look ahead to the Ireland football internationals this week the Ireland Rugby Internationals it's a mad weekend if you are having to bet on anything over the course of the week please do gamble responsibly and visit dunlui.net for more information again thanks to Mike thanks to you for watching we'll talk to you soon